All right, good evening. Tonight we're learning Masechah's Gittin, Daf Ayin Tess, starting at the very top of the page at a fresh Mishnah, going two-thirds of the way down on Daf Pei. Ahmed Aleph, um, these Gemaras are reminiscent of like Masechah Shabbos types of Gemaras in regards to Rishuyos, as you'll soon see, but today's Gemara will make a very clear and sharp distinction between the world of Shabbos and the world of Gittin. The Gemara starts at the top of Ayin Tess, Ahmed Aleph, at the Mishnah, Hayasa Omedes al-Rosh Hagag, she's standing on the roof, he's got a good arm, Vizarkula, and he throws it to her. Once the get has crossed the, th- the threshold into the airspace above the roof, that's case number one of our Mishnah. Case number two, what if he's standing at the top? If he's standing up there and instead of throwing it, he drops the get to her. The second it leaves the airspace of the roof, then even if Nimchak Nisraf, if the rain came while it, well, it was like in the middle of a downpour and the water uh, bled out all of the ink before it got to the bottom. Oh, Nisraf, where it caught on fire somehow on the way down. Harezim Megureshes, because the second he let go of it, it was already considered Mishtameres, and it's hers. The Gemara says, I don't understand. The, the first case of our Mishnah, where she was on the roof and he's throwing upwards, says the Gemara, Hello, Mintar. When, he, when it's on the throw on the way up, it's not really Mintar. It's not over the roof. It's just an upward trajectory. So I'm Rabbi Huda Marshmuel, Begag Askinon. We're talking about a Gag that has a Ma'ake. And what we're talking about is where if he's down here and she's up here, he throws the get up. And this is the Ma'ake. And once it crosses this, this threshold, then she is considered to be divorced. And Ulag Bar Manasi gives another one, Mishmed Avimi. And he says, Amar, we're not even talking about a makya. We're talking about where it's on its way down and it gets within three tvachim of the ground. This person's name is Ula ben Manasya. Today, for the first time in about 2,000 brisim, a parent named their child after an Amora. They named their child Eloi. And not because of Rabbi Eloi. Israeli? Russian. There were a bunch of Israelis in the room. I don't know what the Israeli component was, but they named their kid Eloi. Ayin Yud Lamed Aleph Yud. Eloi, Eloi Noah. I was shocked. I've never heard the Abaye. We've never heard an Abaye or a Rava. There is somewhere else in the Bible. Really? I was just very, she said to me, she's no, like, Huna. Oh, Huna? No. So she said to me, is this a common name? I said, like, Eli is an English name is common. And Eli is not really a Hebrew name, but the name Eloi is... A name in Shas. Well, what can I tell you? I've never heard it. And that's what they did. They named their kid Eloi. Yeah, like, could you imagine like uh, Ula, <laughs> Ula Barmanasia? It's just so fascinating. All right, let's continue. At the two dots, 10 lines down. The second case, too, Hula Mala, when he's standing up there, the second he drops it, we said she's divorced. Why? So she, he is standing up here, but there are outer walls that are taller than this roof. So when he drops it here off the roof and the outer wall is taller, it's Mishtameres. And therefore she's considered divorced. And this answer is repeated by a number of other Amuraim. That the outer walls of the build, beyond the building, the gates of the property are taller than the proper than the building itself. Very good. Amar le Rebbe Abel Ula Keman, who is our Mishnah like? Kirebi, throwing us all the way back to Maseches Shabbos, to Amar, Kluta, Kimi, Shehun Chadamia. In our Mishnah, when we say that the get is in the air and she is Megureshes, why does that work? 
the Gemara recommends that perhaps it's because of the Shita of Kluta Kimishuhun Chadamia, that once the get is in the airspace, it's as though it's 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 Munach. What was the case of Masech Shabbos? So imagine that over here, to my right, is one Rishus, a Rishus Hayachid. And this is a Rishus Hayrabim. And this is another Rishus Hayachid. And I have got an arm. I take a football, I throw it from this Rishus Hayachid over the Rishus Hayachid, and it lands in another Rishus Hayachid. So the Akira was in Rishus Hayachid. And the Hanach was in Rishus Hayachid. Do we say that you violated an Isra according to Rabbi? Yes, because when it's flying over, it's as if it's resting on the ground. And we seem to be applying this din over here. That's what the Gemara is recommending as a possible link between the world of Shabbos and the world of Gittin. And the Gemara says, that's not correct. A third of the way down, Amar Lay, he says to him, Ula says back to Rabbi Abba, I disagree with you. In this case, here, even those who argue with Rebbe and say Kluta is not Kimishuhun Chadamya, even here they would agree. Because the only time the Machlokas of Kluta Kimishuhun Chadamya exists is in Hilchos Shabbos. In regards to a get, over here what we're talking about is whether or not the get is protected as it relates to the world around them, as it relates to wind, as it relates to fires, whatever the case may be. And in a case over here in our Gemara, where we said that the outer walls are greater than the inner walls. The outer walls are greater than, are taller than the building on which he stands. So under those circumstances, we would say that they're taka divorced because of uh, kluta, but not kluta of Hilcha Shabbos. By kluta of Hilcha Shabbos, we remain with the machlokas, Rebbe Nechachamim. By Gittin, there is no machlokas. And this conversation was similarly repeated. The same answer was given in regards to our Mishnah. That why is it that when it's dropped, it's considered automatically to be Again, we said because the outer walls of the property are greater than the height of the building. And there, this must be And he responded to him, that's not correct. So the Gemara says, just saying, repeating the same exact story with another Amora, that we said that we're, we're more concerned when it comes to Gittin about Shmira. We're concerned is the get being released in a safe place. So if this, if I'm standing on top of a building right here and I reach off the building and I drop it down, my wife is in the, in the yard outside. So if the walls are taller than my release point, if the wall goes up to here and my release point is like this, good to go. That's considered mintar. I must be clued to Kimishon like Rebbe. No. Here, even the Chachamim would agree that it's considered to be divorced because we're not dealing with Gittin as it relates to Shabbos. We're dealing with Gittin as it relates to Shmira. And therefore, uh, therefore, they would be divorced under those circumstances. We're at the two dots, a little bit more than halfway down. Nimchak. We had said that once the husband releases the get from the top, he reaches out. The second he releases it, they're divorced. Even if the ink gets watered down in the rain, or nisraf, or if it even gets burnt. So it says the Gemara, The only time this is true is when the husband is dropping the get, and as he drops it, the rain rinses off all the ink. But if the husband is throwing from the bottom, the first case of our Mishnah, if he launches the get upwards against the rain, and the rain then washes out some of the words, lo. In that case, they would not be divorced. My taima, because, and this is such a splitting of a hair, but it's an important one halachically. Halacha is that world of splitting of hairs. Says the Gemara, my taima, because me'ikara lo lemenachkoi. On the upward trajectory, it's not going to her. It's going to land after it peaks and goes to the downward trajectory. So when he's standing over here in the ground, he throws up the get, the rain rinses out all of the letters, but always on the upward trajectory, they're not divorced. Because that upward direction is not 
hurt. Only the peaking and then the downward direction is hurt. So dark, so uh, subtle, massive, uh, massive differences with tiny words and mamzerus and all the other issues that come about. Huge nafkaminas. What about the case of Nisraf, two-thirds of the way down? We had said in our Mishnah that if the husband drops the get off the top of the building and it ends up getting burnt by a fire on the way down, so it says the Gemara, That's only true if he released the get before the fire was present. The get, if the fire was present first, then lo, then that would not be the case. Why not? My Because... The natural flow of events, you dropped it into a fire. You're a fool. You thought it was going to get there. Why would you think it's going to get there? You'd have to drop it through a fire to get to push, push it. It's going to get all, all crisped up and it's not going to work. We had said that properties are considered distinct in regards to Gittin. This is not, these are not easy words to understand, but we'll soon see from the flow of the Gemara that this is referencing an earlier conversation where we said that a husband is willing to loan one part of his property for the sake of divorcing his wife, but not two. That's what these words refer to, and that will become crystal clear in a number of lines. How does this older man know this? Namely, how does Rav Chizda know that a husband is willing to lend one part of his property, but not two, in order to get divorced? We're going to learn a mission, but let's just be clear. This is a multi-step answer to the question. We're trying to figure out how do we know that a husband is willing to lend one part of his property in order to let his wife get divorced instead of multiple of them. So let's start with our Mishnah. Here's step number one of the answer. The Mishnah says, Our Mishnah says, This is case number one at the very top of the page. She's standing on the roof, the Zarakula, and he's on the ground and he throws it up. That once the get reaches the airspace of the roof, they're considered to be divorced. What must the case be? Excuse me. If it was her roof, and he's standing below in her backyard, why do you need to throw it? Just put the get down. Says the Gemara, why do we need this whole sophisticated case? When it crosses the threshold, no, the Chatzar is also hurt. Ella must be Maybe we're talking about a case where the roof is his and where the Chatzar is his, but says the Gemara, if that's true, who cares? My Have. If the, if the roof is his, if the rooftop is his and the chatzar says, then again, she wouldn't be divorced from the avir. So what is the metzias of ownership in regards to our Mishnah? Our Mishnah had said that she's going to be divorced in the case of Haisa Medes al-Roshagag Zarkula, but we don't know who owns what. Says the Gemara, 12 lines or so from the bottom, Elapshita must for sure be the case that it's Begagdi Davachatzar Dideh. It must be. She lives at 123 Main Street. He lives at 121 Main Street. They're actually neighbors now. Very bad for divorce, but they're neighbors now. She's standing on her roof. He's standing, she's standing on her roof at 123 Main Street. He's standing next door at 121 Main Street. He says, I hate you. Here's your get. And from his backyard, he throws it up to her. In that case, that makes sense in our mission. Why the second it crosses the threshold of her roof, they should then be divorced. Perfect. Perfect. Guru Kimta. But says the Gemara, that's a problem. Because Ema Seifa, in the very second case of our Mishnah, where it's on the third line of this page, there we learned, He is on the, on his roof at 121 Main Street. At the second it releases his hand, she's going to be divorced. 
So says the Gemara, what's the case over there? If we say that the Resha and the Seifa have the same case, if the roof is hers and the ground is his, Amai Megureshes, he dropped the get from her roof to his field, that's not a divorce. Elad must be must be that things are flipped in the Seifa. And would you want to say, this is the last of the very short lines. Would you want to say Resha begagdi da bechatzer begagdi day? Would you want to say the Resha is where she owns the rooftop and the Seifa? The second case is Seifa begagdi day, where the rooftop is his bechatzer dida. No, of course you wouldn't want to say that. Elalab, what we see from here is this principle that we were trying to show, which was the din of Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda wanted to uh, taught us a din of Rishuyos Chalukos Begitten, that someone is willing <clears throat> to lend property to someone in order to get divorced. A husband is willing to lend property to his wife to get divorced. Elalab, it must be first of the middle width lines and the only middle width line to Oshlam Makom. To Oshlam Makom Chad, he's willing to lend one place to her to Chad Makom Mushli Inshi Trey Makom Mushli Inshi. So that's how the Gemara brings a raya for Rav Chizda, that we have this idea that one property can be lent to a spouse that's normal, but not two. And the Gemara says, I'm relate, that's not true. Midi-iria, is it necessarily the case? Perhaps it's exactly like you said. Maybe case number one is Dilma HaKad Isa V'HaKad Isa. Maybe case number one is different than case number two. Maybe case number one is Resh In the first case, when we said that she's on the roof, and if he throws it up to the roof, they're divorced, that's because the roof is hers. It's Begagdi Davachatzer Dideh. So he's throwing from his property to hers. The second it crosses the airspace, they're divorced. And Seifa, in the case where he was on top of the building and she was below the building, perhaps Seifa Begagdi Dideh, where the roof is his, V'chatzer Dideh, and the field is hers. That makes perfect sense too. Each of them, he's throwing from his own in both cases. Why does it have to be that way? So maybe it's not the case. Maybe maybe our Mishnah, we don't know. We're not sure if our Mishnah is that the Resha is Bigagdida and Seifa Bigagdide and the Seifa is flipped, or if the our Mishnah is all talking about his property, but he's willing to loan one piece of the property and not multiple of them. We don't know. As mentioned, our Gemara does discuss in Yone Shabbos as it relates to Gittin, because the get has to has to pass the threshold, and a lot of the very beginning of Hilchos Shabbos speaks about that as well. So therefore, the Gemara says, There are three things you need to know about Gittin as it relates to Shabbos. First of all, that we have in Masecha Shabbos about Kluta Kmisha Huncha very early in the Masecha and Shabbos Davdalad. That which we saw the Machlokas of Rebbe in the Rabbanon, that's Hanimili the Indian Shabbos. That's only true by Shabbos. Aval. Here, by Gittin, we're only talking about Mintar. We're only talking about is the get protected. If it's protected, yes, great. If not, not. So therefore, the difference between Shabbos and Gittin as it relates to Klutak Mishon Chadamya is that by Gittin, we're concerned about transfer of Rishuyos as it relates to the Isra of Avara B'Shabbos Mirushus L'Rishus. There we have the Machlokas Rebbe in the Rabbanon. Kluta Kmishun Chadami Rebbe says it is the case that uh, that it is considered Kluta. It's considered to be landing, and uh, the Rabbanon argued. But that's not the not the case over here by Gittin. We don't have the same Machlokas of Kluta. Everyone would agree that once it passes the threshold, if it's as long as it's Mishtameris, as long as it's safe, if it's Mintar, then she'll be divorced. That's point number one of Rabbah in regards to the Midos Begit. Here's point number two. We learned in Maseches Shabbos in the name of Rechizda. No, it's kind of Hayachid. A person puts a very tall pole in Rishus Hayachid. There's a basket on the top. The Zarak Benachal Gabav, and a person throws from outside that Rishus into there. So says the Gemara. If he throws it in there, 
because the din is that a, a Roshis HaYachid, once you have a Roshis HaYachid, it goes out of the Rakia. In Roshis HaRavim, it's not that way. You get to 10 Tvachim, you're done. But if you build a house that, that it goes all the way up to the heavens, that's considered a Roshis HaYachid. So that's only a din, Hani Mila, the Indian Shabbos. The din of Traskal is only a din of Shabbos. Abal Hacha, Mishum Inture, who here we're only talking about Inture, and therefore you would... Uh, you would say, that's not safe. You're throwing it well above the walls of the property, and therefore you're not considered to be divorced if you throw the get from Rosh into the Traskal, distinction number two between get and Shabbos. This brings us to the top of Ayin Testament base where the Gemara says, the third the point of Rava. What's the third Nakud of Rava? The Gemara says, well, If you're my house and, and your house, let's say we're neighbors and we don't have the Chicago eight feet apart from one another, we can reach each other's roofs by leaning over. Fine. So says the Gemara, by Hilcho Shabbos, we have a din that you're not allowed to reach from my Rishus Hayachid to your Rishus Hayachid. It's considered a Nisr Darabon, and we don't do that. And I, can, I can't collect rainwater from your roof, says the Gemara. Why? Because just like our places of living down below on the street, there's a distinction between my property line and yours, a different pin, different address. So says the Gemara, and therefore from my Rishus on the roof to your Rishus on the roof, I'm not allowed to transfer something from one Rishus Hayachid to another, even if there's nothing separating, it's a Dindar Says the Gemara, that too is not a din by Shabbos. That's only true by Shabbos. In regards to get, it's all about whether or not he's Makbed. And of course, if he wants to divorce her, he'll say, no problem, you can take the get off my roof, I don't mind. So therefore, these are three distinctions that Rav is highlighting between the world of Shabbos and the world of Gittin, where yes, the halachos appear to be of a similar genre, but they're in fact unrelated to one another. I in Testament base about six lines down. There's two chatzeros, one very large one, 10,000 square feet, and then there's another chatzer on the inside that's 5,000 square feet. So says the Gemara, in such a case, the inner 5,000 square foot chatzer is hers, and the outer 10,000 square foot chatzer is his. The walls of the outer um, the outer mechitza, namely of the of the outer field, they're old fosala pinimios. So the walls of the ten thousand foot, the ten thousand foot uh, square ama, whatever it is, this chatzer, the walls are fifty feet. The is the one that she owns, is only twenty five feet. In such a case, if vizarkula he threw it to her, so then the second it gets to la even if it gets to the outer wall, she lives on the inner wall. It doesn't matter. And the Gemara uh, the, and Rashi speaks about this. Um, my time of, let's first finish the Gemara, sorry. My time of, why is it that she'd be the worst? Because the fact is that the inner chatzar is protected by the outer walls of the chatzar. And therefore, she's considered to be divorced. Rashi speaks this out as well. However, this is not true with kupos. This is not true with boxes. Let's say I have the large size of the uh, Lowe's, uh, you know, packing box and the small size, the small ones inside the large one. Let's say the inner small box is hers, the outer large box is mine, and I throw it to her. Even if it's over the threshold of the inner box, they're not divorced. My time, why is that true? Third of the way down. On Ayin Tes Amid Beis, says the Gemara, because it's not resting. And even if it does rest, who cares? After all, Caleb Shalokach she has her clee inside his clee, and therefore it's Caleb Shell 
and we haven't really concluded about that yet. So it says, the boxes that we have are not very good boxes. They're really just walled. Walls, there's no bottoms. So in that case, Nach would have helped for it to be hers, but it would not be hers until it lands on the ground in regards to the boxes. She would be divorced even if it broke the outer wall because the outer wall was taller than the inner wall. A Mishnah, halfway down on Ayin Testament Bays. We're going to learn what a get yashin is. We've already heard this a dozen times in this Masechta. Get yashin is where a couple was in Yichud after the get was already written. And uh, there's a potential that we would need to get a new get in order for them to be divorced. Does a get yashan work? If they were in Yichud after the get was written, so they write their get on Aleph Elul, they're in Yichud on Bez Elul. And then on Gimel El, they want to get divorced. You need a new document. So don't worry, you can use the get yashan. It's fine, it's still kosher. I felt that there was yichud. And he says, no dice, you have to write yourself a new get. Of course, that's how we paskin. And this has come up many a time in this Masechta so far. So again, as mentioned, uh, the case of a get yashan is where a person was in yichud with his wife after the get was written but before the get was given. So again, the game is like this. Aleph, he writes the get, and Gimel of Elosh, he gives her the get, if they're divorced. The Gemara says, What is the Machlokes? Why does Beis Shammai allow for a couple to get divorced with a get yashan if they've been in Yichud? And why doesn't Beis Hillel allow for them to get divorced with a get yashan? Says the Gemara, it must be that Beis Shammai Savre, no one's going to assume that they had a child out of wedlock based on the circumstances where you're done the Kavzchus, we assume that they're going to keep Allah. It's not true. You're going to have an ear or people, people are going to say you're not from, you got divorced and then got pregnant, uh, which is, well, it's not mamzerus. You got pregnant from the same person. It's not mamzerus, but it is a, it's a pigam on the person. So according to Beis Hillel, according to the Gemara, the reason why we don't allow for this is because of potential pigam and what could be perceived as Tash Meshamita out of wedlock and having a baby. And the Gemara says a little bit more than two thirds of the way down, what if a get yashan was given and she got married, even according to Beis Hillel, that she, she, she doesn't have to get divorced, meaning Medina, a get yashan does work. It's just a chashash der Rabbanan that we're afraid that a person is going to have a negative thought about you, that you had a child out of wedlock because they don't know the Matthias. They don't know what actually happened. The Ika Amri that this line of Abba Bar Shmuel was different. Amar Rabbi Abba Bar Shmuel, im niskarsha tinasa this is a different phraseology of the same idea, that if they are Nisgarsha with a Get Yasha, and then she can remarry Lichat Chila. Okay, very good. This mission is going to highlight cases where um, a divorce is so complicated that everything everything is thrown at the woman. Everything. she All the Chumras are thrown at her. It's, it's really, and for him too, actually, as we will soon see. This Mishnah is a little difficult. Uh, we have some cases of real cases of Yibum that are thrown into this Mishnah on, on Daf Peyam and Aleph. And we're going to be going about two thirds of the way down and then we'll stop.
But um, what we're going to be starting with is a din of writing the date on the get. And whereas any balabas would have said you should write today's date, it's whatever, Tesvav, it's, tes, it's not Tesvav anymore, it's Tesvav, Yudzayin already. Yudzayin, no. It's Yudzayin Av. So let's say a couple wants to get divorced tomorrow morning, he goes to the sofa, please write again. We would have thought Yudzayin Av. Says the Gemara, no, it needs to be written B'Shem of the Malchus. So if we lived in the Malchus of uh, Madai, we'd say for the 20th uh, year of the reign of the king of Madai. But says the Gemara, what if the date that you wrote wasn't really in proper form? What if Kasav L'Shum Malchus She'en Hogenes? What if you wrote it about a Malchus that wasn't Hogenes? We'll learn about that today. Um, or L'Shum Malchus Madai, or L'Shum Malchus Yavad. Or what if you wrote it L'Binyan Habayis? Uh, X number of years from when the Beis HaMikdash was built, or L'Churban Habayis, X number of years from when the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. Or, if he was in the East and it was written that he wrote it in the West, or, and the opposite, in all of these cases, and buckle up, because this is not fun, in all cases, if she were to have gotten divorced with this kind of get and remarried, she needs to divorce from both men. She can't live with them. She needs to get from both of them. She doesn't get a ksuba from either man. No fruit benefits. Uh, no food from them. No clothing. Not husband number one, not husband number two. And if she did take from them, she has to give back. And if she got pregnant from somebody else, we have Vlad, Mams, or Mizeh, Mizeh, without having gotten a get first from both of them, seemingly. This is a din doraisa. And says the Gemara, if they were Kohanim, they could not become Tame for her. Neither husband, this is turning to the husbands now, they cannot be Zakai, her lost items, they don't get her money, they can't control her in the dark. And Haisa Bas Yisrael, if she was a Bas Yisrael, she would instantly lose her Kahuna. Top of Pehamadal, if she was a Bas Levi, she'd lose out on Meiser, Bas Koi, she'd lose out on Truma. And Nobody gets a ksuba, seemingly a duplicative line, because we already spoke about this. If one of the husbands died, Wow, like throwing the book at her like this. And the Gemara is going to ask this question, because somebody wrote the date for Malchus Shein, who get Hogenes, we're going to have Mamzerus and like Mamish, some real issues, real major issues. Unbelievable. The Mishnah continues with a little bit of a calm us down for just a second, but not much. This, at least we understand. Shina Shemo Ushema. If the names were written wrong, Shem Irova, Shem Irov. The cities were uh, were not written correctly. The discussions here is of the city. She's born in the city. She lives in whatever. In all of those cases, and same rules as before. All of the drachim, all of the things that we just said over the last 10 lines, all the horrible things that she's now stuck with and him too, they apply if the get was given without them having noticed that the names were incorrect. That's what the Gemara says. Okay, let's go back to Daf Beis and Maseches Yivamos. Yeah. <laughs> we had learned the din in that Mishnah. Let's talk about a case where Ruvain and Shimon are brothers. Ruvain has a daughter. Uh, let's call her Malka. And Shimon's allowed to marry Malka. Shimon's allowed to marry the niece. But if Shimon dies without children, Malka can't fall to Ibum to her own father. That's just uh, ABCs, right? Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, if Malka has a tzara, because Malka is completely not allowed to marry her father, so then the tzara, who's completely not related 
she is off scot-free, no yibum is allowed, and no chalitza is required. So it says the Gemara, in all cases when we said that the tzaros is allowed to, is allowed to uh, go free, even without chalitza, like this case where Shimon married Ruvain's daughter, and if Shimon died and Malka had no children, Malka's father is Ruvain, the brother of her husband, they cannot marry. So then Chaya, who is the co-wife of Malka, gets to go free. But says the Gemara, if halchu hatsaros ha'elu v'nisu, if let, let's say Chaya goes out and gets married, she gets married, v'nimtu elu ailanis, and we actually find that the Yavama, the, well, uh, the initial one, Malka, was actually an islandess. That means she was never really married to Shimon, which means that Chaya was married to Shimon, which means that Chaya is a really in a bad spot right now because she never did Chalitza. But when we find out that really Malka, her initial wife, the initial wife was um, was an islandess, so now, then Chaya, the Tzara, who got remarried, she she's in a, in a really bad place. Because she should have done chalitza. We didn't make her do chalitza, but we wouldn't have assumed that that uh, Malka would have been an islandess. What? Until later. We wouldn't have known. So it's not like anybody did anything wrong. She followed all the rules. But the way the chips fell is that knowing now that Malka is an islandess means that Chaya needs to do chalitza. She didn't because Allah is not structured that way because the percentages of people being an islandess are so small, we weren't concerned about it. And Michal Hadrachim, same exact thing it would be true. All of, again, throwing the book at them, all of the halachos, mamzeris, everything that's listed in the bottom of Ayin Testament based on the mission on the top of payment up would apply. And similarly, 10 lines down, Hakone says Yavimto, one who does, in fact, marry a Yavama, here it can't be someone, it has to be someone that's mutter to them. So let's just talk about Ruvain and Shimon are not, are, let's say Ruvain and Shimon might well be brothers, they are brothers. And Ruvain marries Rachel, but Rachel's not Shimon's daughter. And then Ruvain dies, Rachel marries Shimon. So Akone says, Shimon marries Rachel. And then, And then the Tzara, she leaves and she goes to marry someone else. That if we're in a case scenario where uh, the Yavama was found to be an islandist, then again, same rules. The difference between this case and the previous case is very subtle. In the previous case, the Yavama couldn't do Yibum because the, the Yavam was her father. And in the second case, Yibum actually took place. And still, if she turns out to be an islandist, the Allah is that we do undo everything. Says the Gemara, Let's say that a sofer was tasked with writing a get for a man to give to the wife. He also wrote the shover. He wrote the receipt that the wife will then give to the husband that says, thank you for your 200 zoos. The ta, the sofer made a mistake. The nasan get le'isha. He gave the divorce papers to the wife. The shover le'ish. And he gave the receipt to the man. So he gave the wrong documents. The husband thought he had the get. He actually had the shover. The wife thought she had the shover. She actually had the get. The They finally get to the day. They're standing in Besdin. Uh, she puts out her hands and the husband hands what he thinks is the get. It's actually a shover. It's just a receipt. And she uh, hands him uh, a, what she thought was a shover is actually a get. So none of this actually works. And then they both go and get married to other people. Yikes. They're not actually divorced. Now we see that none of this really worked out the way that it was supposed to. So the din is 
the din is that uh, we throw the book at her because not that she did anything wrong necessarily. She did, but she didn't know who was really to blame. Uh, honestly, they should have looked at the document. The, the sofa should have given the right documents to the right people. And the husband should have looked to see that it was the get. And the wife should have looked to see that it was her shover. They didn't look. Now that we are where we are, not good. And we throw the book at But this is a machlokas. Third of the way down. Rabbi Elazar Omer, If we find out right away what's going on, then it's just not a get. But then get and says the Mishnah, closing off this Mishnah, Lo Kol Min Harishon Shel Sheni. That uh, says the Gemara that oh sorry, I just lost my oh yeah. Lo Kol Min Harishon, not everything that happened with the first can cause for the losing of the rights with the second. This is something that we're gonna have to spend a little bit of time on a little bit later. Uh, but if we just take a look quickly at Rashi, take a look at Rashi three-fourths of the way down, that she got married to, says the Gemara that, they, that all of this happened after they got married. And this scenario is uh, convoluted. It's very difficult to say that they're still married. How could it still be again? Okay, we'll discuss in the Gemara. One last mini sugya, and then we'll stop. What is this Malchus Sheinu Hogenes? We had said at the beginning of the Mishnah, on uh, Ayin Testament Bays, the second Mishnah, the one at the bottom, that if the date that's put on the get is listed as the number of years of King X from Malchus Y, so what's Malchus Sheinu Hogenes? Says the Gemara, Malchus Haromim. It's a Roman government. If we were to write in a star at that time, let's just say post uh, post uh, the destruction of the Khurban, if we wrote 10 years from the King X of the Roman Empire, doesn't work. Why is it that they're called the Malchoshein Hogenes? Not for any of the reasons that we would have thought. They're evil, they're horrible, they destroyed the base of Mikdash, nothing. Says the Gemara, They don't have their own language. They don't have their own tongue. They don't have their own handwriting. It says Rashi, right at the beginning of the Gemara, 15 lines or so from the bottom of the page. They poached. They took from other places. Um, it says the, uh, on the side here in the Agos Vitzionim, it says, before the censorship kicked in, there was something else in our Gemara. No, Saf, what was that? It was the Hainu Dixiva Pasuk in Ovadia, Bazui Atame Od. You guys are disgraced. And the censors, uh, again, I don't know why they didn't just burn every Gemara, but the censors left most of this. They just took out the scathing rebuke that was to have been a comment about the Romans. Amar Ula. Ula asks the elephant in the room question, halfway down on Payam and Allah. I don't understand. What was the reason why we had uh, that the government, the local government had to be there? So, for example, maybe in a get in America, we'd have to say the English date out of respect for the English country that we live in, the American country, because that's the language of America. I don't know what people do the Misa. What dates, you know, what dates are put in the get, Hebrew or English? It's all in Hebrew, right? Do you no. remember Huh. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, you have to look. I wonder if we do an English date. I don't know. Because that's what the den of the Mishnah is. I have no idea. Anyways, what's the reason why the date and the get has to reference the government, uh, the country in which you live, the government? Because it's good politics. If they saw the document, we'd want them to we want them to know that we are patriots and we like living in the country that we live in. Says the Gemara. 
I agree. In the Fumriyata, the first reaction is you have this little sprach of an idea that you want us to write a get with a date that's relating to the Malchus so that we have we don't now end up having a war or whatever. Forget a war, just a dislike from the government. So so if the psul and the get was that, and you instead you wrote uh, Yud Zayin Av, or, or if you wrote uh, in Hoganis, therefore the kid's going to be a mamzer, and the Gemara is completely unforgiving. In that is hundred percent correct. Rav Meir Latayme, the Amar Rav Hamnuna, Mishmei Deula, Omer Hayer Rav Meir, Rav Meir, Kol Hameshana Mimatbeah Shatavu Chachamim Begitin Havlad Mamzer. Like the Chachamim, if if a person doesn't follow the format in which the Chachamim set things in place, the din is that the Vlad is a Mamzer. I got a phone call today. I got an email. I called the person back. A man from France, a Jew. He told me, Davin's at Chabad. He has a, an accent, but very, well, a good English. Uh, we spoke for about 15 minutes. And he said to me, uh, so I'm from France. My wife is from Mexico. Uh, yellow flag. What's going to happen here? Is she Jewish? Is she not Jewish? So I said, Are you, uh, tell me about your family's ancestry. He's like, so that's why I'm calling you. He said, my wife did a conservative conversion. Um, where did she do it? He told me somewhere in the suburbs. I think somewhere here. I think somewhere in the suburbs here, in Northbrook. Um, and I did it with a conservative, she did it with a conservative synagogue. And I know you're an Orthodox rabbi. I wanted to know if you're comfortable with that, right? Uh, first of all, that's a zero. But, and I told him, I said, I'm going to be transparent with you. The Orthodox community, Jewish law doesn't embrace conservative conversions. 50, 60 years ago, whole different Misa, because a lot of the Rabbanim back in the day who were conservative rabbis were Orthodox guys, or YU Rabbanim, whatever. There were a lot of from guys, but they were, you know, trying to engage the pop, whatever it was. So he's, he was very polite about it. I thanked him for being so polite. I said, you're the top 1%. These are hard conversations, and I know that they're hard, but you're really being a mensch. But he's like, no, he's like, I really do know. It is hard for me. He's like, but I really do know. And that's an extreme sample of violating halachic terms. But we're not even close to that. This is internal. That's not halachically violated. You're doing something not the way the Chachamim wanted. And therefore, your marriage is a zero. Mamish, midoraisa. And therefore, yes, the answer is that it could be that there's mamzerus because kol hamishana your divorce is a zero. Correct. Your divorce is a zero in this case. It's probably true in all, in all frames, but I said it the wrong way. You're right. So we're going to stop right here. Yes, the Vlad will be a mamzer even for a dindera banan. We'll pick up on Shabbos with the Shum Malchus Yavan. Uh, we do have a lot to learn on Shabbos, but I wasn't able to prepare more today. Hey, Aleph and Bez is a little meaty, uh, but we'll make it. We'll make it like we always do. Wishing you all a beautiful night.